We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. Ctmobile.com. Guidance is internal. Ignition sequence starts. 5, 4, 3, 2, 1, 0. All engine running. Liftoff. We have a liftoff. Permission to board, please. Permission to come aboard. Permission to board. Permission to board. Do I have some permission to board that sweet mothership? This is the Permission Granted Podcast. Here's DA. Welcome inside the Permission Granted Podcast, the show about the show, the show within the show. We appreciate you being aboard here on the DA Show's Behind the Curtain Podcast, if you will. So, you can always get this on iTunes by searching Permission Granted. It has its own iTunes feed, also on the normal DA Show iTunes feed. We tweet it out, put it on Facebook as well. And let's start with what would just happen as we wrapped up the Tuesday show, getting into a raging debate over freshwater versus salt water. And we're as insistent that all bodies of water are salt water. That includes all rivers, streams, ponds, and lakes. Andrew Bogish was very, very upset with you. I mean, really, really upset. And you got upset with him. Yeah. I think I wonder why Bogish is so triggered by uh, the things that you don't know. I mean, obviously you are factually wrong on this, but I wonder why he he gets more mad than everybody else. I, I don't know what his beef is, what his problem is, and my main problem with him because I'm not going to pretend to get inside his minute brain is that <laughs> you know the thing I was getting ticked at. He keeps referencing his daughter knows, his daughter knows, but he can't tell me why I'm wrong other than just to say he just knows. So, like, why? Explain to me. Teach me. If I'm wrong, I want to be taught as to why I'm wrong, not just be told I'm wrong. And I find Bogus sometimes to be an intellectual lightweight, and I thought that was an example of that. You find him to be the intellectual lightweight. Yeah, because he just wants to be argumentative and mock and point to who knows something that I don't know but not explain why I'm wrong. That's a problem. You're going to mock me. That's fine. Maybe I could be mistaken, and maybe I do need to be honest on things. But then explain to me why I'm wrong. Don't just name call and mock and talk about seven-year-olds knowing more than me. Is it possible that maybe he feels a little embarrassed because he grew up on Long Island as well, and it might shed poor light on his public education? Could be, but I think it's more he doesn't actually know things. He waits for me to make mistakes and then thinks it's fun to pile on. Then pounces. Pounces. I think Bogus knows far less than we are giving him credit for but is too afraid to put themselves out there the way I will put myself out there and explain why I have that mindset, and therefore it becomes the fun thing. And then when I call him out, I will tell me why I'm wrong then, Bogus. He has no answer for it. He's a damn fool. Good broadcaster, but damn fool. Does it worry you at all when you're on an island trying to insist something and myself and Bilotti and Bogus and even Sam Rubinoff in the back all say, no, Mirage, you're wrong? No, because you know what? I'm going to stand my ground. I'm going to explain why I feel the way I feel or, or how it makes sense. And I still will tell you, you had a good explanation in that second segment about runoff from snowfall because that would not be uh, obviously salt water. But I still say this is an interlocking system in this world. I mean, there are things that can't be explained. Are there aliens? We don't know. Is there Bigfoot? We don't know. So, But we know definitively that no salt has ever gotten in some fresh water. 
Come on, you well, don't know that. But that's a different theory. It's not that no salt has ever gotten into some fresh water. You're saying every body of water has salt in, it. in the world has salt water. Is salt water. Well, I mean, it definitely has salt in it. Whether it's as heavy salt water as you jumping in the Atlantic Ocean or not is different. But, yeah, there is so- nothing is pure fresh water. It would be impossible. That is impossible. What about what about a spring? What about a pure spring? Well, but a spring, you might spring as well. water. A spring I, I, is like a water cooler. I mean, that's different. That's not a body of water. No, no, but a spring comes I- up from underneath the ground like a Poland spring. Now, I don't know if Poland spring has been commercialized, but it, there's got to be a fresh water spring to go drink out of. All right, that's fair. I'm more talking about lakes and rivers. Like the because a fr- a spring yeah there are certain obviously small bodies of water that you could walk all the way around you know don't connect to anything those if you want to tell me are fresh water fine but a big river stretching the whole country tell me oh, I'm going to do some fresh water fishing there will you get lost ain't no chance that's purely fresh water or uh, one like Lake George or Lake Havasu or Lake uh, I don't know what are the other ones do you Erie? think the Great Lakes are salt water. You Those think, are the five ones, right? Yeah, Lake Michigan, Lake Superior. Right, the ones by Toronto and Oswego. You think there's salt water off the coast of Chicago or uh, Detroit or Buffalo? You tell me no minerals ever come out of that lake? Well, minerals Minerals salt, are built on salt. But minerals... But salt water is so different than freshwater, and the Great Lakes, you must know, are freshwater lakes. They're not saltwater lakes. Could you get by with drinking, I, I mean, I would never try this, water out of Lake Erie as opposed to the Atlantic Ocean, I guess, but you can't tell me that's purely fresh water. There's no chance. But but is your definition of salt water, it could be point zero 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 one percent salt versus the Atlantic Ocean, which might be three parts salt? And maybe this is where our argument changes. I don't mean that, like, obviously I understand that a, a lake won't be purely like, oh, that's stuff you use to wipe out a canker sore with your mouth. But there's because all the water systems change, there is salt is going to run off, and and there will be at least parts salt in everything that you may consider fresh water. I think it's a little higher than zero 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 one percent, but it's certainly not a hundred percent. All right. Well, just so you know, if you're ever caught camping out in the woods and you're thirsty, I don't camp. Give me a hotel. Okay. You you are you can drink water out of a river, out of a stream. You'd prefer not a sitting body of water like lakes or ponds because it would collect bacteria. Uh, that makes sense. <clears throat> but you can drink uh, out of a out of a lake, out of a stream, out of a a, a stream or a, a river. Do not do that out of the Pacific Ocean, the Atlantic Ocean, or salt water because that will dehydrate you. It will kill you. You uh, cannot survive on I that. I grew up on the beach. I know. I know how salt water works. But you but you could survive on drinking out of a stream in the middle of the woods forever. All right. I all right. Maybe you could survive, but you can't tell me there's no salt in there. Your sodium intake, I'm sure, would go up. Well, I, I don't there's know. There's no way there's 100% fresh water in streams. and, and Okay, but that's the definition of fresh water versus salt water. The but definition that's a of, stupid definition. Because well, defi- you can't say there's no salt water. There is. I think you're coming around to my theory. No. No, because we're talking about the conventional definitions of saltwater fish wa- uh, fresh water. You may be talking about conventional definitions. I'm talking about actual particles of salt. <laughs> okay. I'm talking about actualities. All right. Uh, on a second part... On the second part of this conversation. Is there a second part? The second part of today's show. Alliance Primetime got oh. off today. Week 8 highlights. I think we're click, we clicked today at 80% of what our potential was. Whoa. And I know that emotionally some of it has been taken out of our hearts. 
And that's why. I don't think it was a lack of effort. I just think we don't have the same enthusiasm that Wentz did because of the fear that it's going to shut down. I Okay. I agree that it was maybe at an 80%, though I will say we had a couple factors going against us. Number one, pushing it a day later, which I understood we were coming off. I think when you come fresh off the weekend, you're fired up. The delay in doing it on Tuesday, I, I, I think it hurt a little bit. Okay. Uh, number two, Bogus having to now take on a second role because of Brad Heller's off day hurt a lot of our communication on Tuesday's show as far as, like, let's really hammer this, let's really hammer that. Uh, and, yeah, as you said, the backdrop of, geez, are we doing this for no reason? Uh, specifically me as a diehard AAF fan, am I putting my heart and soul into this for no reason? Definitely hurts. But I also think, uh, look, I'm just going to say it like it is, I the broadcasters this week did a terrible job on the AAF. Mm. I don't think their hearts were as into it. Mm. Uh, you know, we had some of those calls earlier in the season where they were radio broadcasts or TV broadcasts. We had some oomph. Uh, I tried to find the three best calls from each game, and even then, like, oh, yeah, in for the touchdown. Like, there was no, there was no fight in any broadcaster's voice this week. And you want to feed off that energy. And when we're the ones having to feed off bad energy and come out of it, I think it's going to bring it down. I think that's fair. There has been a pall over the league right now. And because of it, I think everybody's energy is down. Enthusiasm is dampened. Sure. And it just feels like it's a death march right now. I agree. And that, I think, factored into the broadcasters. Hey, let's face it also. Because you know why? People don't want to waste their time. Yeah. And that's what you have to do. You don't to want to like, invest in something that's not going to pan Dun- out. If Dundon is saying this and sending messages, you're you're hurting the product in the meantime if it is going to survive because you're making people feel like they're wasting their time. Yes. And I would say that what we also ran up into is that six of the eight teams had radio broadcasts that have been shelved because of the financial insecurity of the league. So we don't even have really great local broadcasters' radio calls. Yeah. Touchdown iron! We don't have Tom Abraham giving me that. Instead, I got a double-duped audio which with broadcasts that may or not be in the stadium. People are checked out. It's a bad scene. People are checked out. Yeah, matter of fact, even if the league does survive, we still may need to recreate calls. I know. Here's the problem. I think that even if the league does survive, let's say that Dundon today says, you know what, we're going to play right through the end of the season. There's still going to be the, yeah, but are we just playing out the season and then it's going to die in the offseason? Right. He's already established so much doubt in the future of the league. It's a terrible terrible way to run anything. It's a terrible way to invest in anything and – I'm disappointed in Tom Dunn. I'm not mad. I'm disappointed. And it kind of feels like what it must be to be a Cowboy fan, where Jerry Jones sells you on a lot of hope and then ultimately you realize he's not a football guy and he shouldn't be running things. Dundon kind of feels like he sold everybody on a lot of hope, and he's not really a football guy and he shouldn't be running things right now for the AAF. If Dundon runs this league into the ground, I'll never forgive him. I'll never forgive him. I would agree. There was a point in time early in the league where you were pumped up because football guys were running football stuff, and now it feels like I haven't heard from any of the football guys involved. Polian, Heinz Ward, Justin Tuck. These guys, all I'm hearing from is Dundon nonstop, and it's, what are we doing here? Yes, totally. Absolutely. Uh, one other thing, uh, we had Steve Hofstetter in the in the studio today, comedian, very funny guy, and uh, we were talking about uh, fish sandwiches because that's going to be my new Nomad episode that's going to come out this week. If I can make sure that I publish it before we leave for Minnesota, and I ate a fillet of fish. Actually, it was two for five. Uh-huh. And then I ate the Arby's fish sandwich. Um, and Steve Hostetter said that he used to live on fillet of fish, McDonald's fillet of fish. Were you surprised by that? I was surprised. Number one, because he's very thin. So I would think living on anything fast food related, you would ultimately be unhealthy. Yeah. There's no way of me. Even a salad feels like it's unhealthy there. But if you li- if you're going to go to McDonald's and you're going to invest on living on that, 
Just go Big Macs, Quarter Pounders, Nug Nugs. How could you live on the fish fillet? Yeah, it's like a tease, right? That's pulling up to McDonald's every day and, you know, that menu's your oyster and go, give me the worst thing on the menu and doing it every day. How could you do that? And you really like fast food, but you, when I mentioned this idea for the Nomad, you said, yeah, but count me out. I have, want nothing to do with these fish sandwiches. No. It, honestly, I think it would taint fast food for me forever. I'd rather live with the, the bad French fry oils and the junior bacon cheeseburgers and everything else. The moment I start eating fish, I'm going to start thinking everything at because I went through the stint when I had a fish fillet. The next like three trips I had to McDonald's, <laughs> I felt as if everything was tasting like fish and they were just frying it in the same oils. It took me a long time to wean off of that and understand that it's okay you can go back to fast food, just don't have the fish. Do you ha- do you like fish sticks? Not they're not my favorite. I I like fresh fish. I like shellfish. You know, give me a good flounder stuff with crab meat. You know, calamari, shrimp, all of that stuff. I'm not eating a fried. You know, let's call it on a fish turd. You know. And also, I don't like the word cod. Anything that could involve <laughs> cod, I'm out on. Just I have to draw the line somewhere on some food item. I will tell you, you're on to something because I ate filet of fish not for, you know, spoiler alert, but I, I felt that the filet of fish at McDonald's was just trash, but I actually like the Arby's fish sandwich. When I went back to McDonald's to do some more shooting the next day, I'm like, oh, the smell of this reminds me of the filet of fish. Right now I'm just wanting to barf. It'll ruin it for you. It'll absolutely ruin it for you. And I just buyer beware. Lent is almost over. We can all go back to the quarter pounders on Fridays the way, you know, McDonald's was intended to be. Now, we're going to be up in the Twin Cities for Thursday and Friday. We're going to go up there Wednesday. Our plan is to perhaps go to this Bruins wild game on Thursday night. Mm-hmm. One other thing, though, is that we got to get the death by salsa. Um, from Pepper Palace in the Mall of America, but they have a hotter salsa now? Or? It's not a salsa, it's a hot sauce. Oh, okay. Uh, I forgot the name. It might be Atomic something, but uh, my plan is when I check in the hotel, I'm going to go Wednesday, pop by Pepper Palace, see what's cooking over there, and uh, we're still going to get the death by salsa, but as I said, you know, you know who willing... Hopefully it's our last trip to Minneapolis for a little bit. We may need to stock up for next year's challenge and put some stuff away. And if that means spicing up with a hot sauce, maybe we wheel in some tacos or something next year and you have to eat them with that hot, hot sauce. That's a way to do it. Because, you know, three years with the Death by Salsa, is that going to make sense? I don't know. But then so we now have a theme building that we always do the March Madness tournament with the women's bracket and we always make it spicy. One spicy moment. I think that's the theme. One spicy moment three. If we get to a four, we'll figure it out. Somebody's making something hot somewhere. Okay. That's the way to go. Okay. Does this does the one spicy moment now take the place of the hot dog eating challenge? Well, I think it has to for uh, other legal purposes involved around the yeah, company. Yeah, our bosses really don't like eating challenges. Yeah, so new bosses came in, and they're, they're very worried about choking hazards and everything else, but nobody can tell you you can't dip a chip. That's a simple dip. It's not, a, it's not hounding 15 dogs. It's not bulk eating. No bulk eating. So, yeah, maybe maybe this is it now. This is the theme, mm. you know? So I'm just going to try to avoid it at all costs. Go Baylor. Go Bears. Okay. Um, and then if Huge Freeze loses this and he comes back, is he allowed to sing? Well, we've discussed this. Me and Bogus discussed this. I, I have a hard time allowing him to sing because he was still banned. And if we'll never know truly if he threw it. I mean, he could be like Pete Rose here. He could be like Shoeless Joe betting where you don't need to bet. And if he threw this to get back on the air, then he's looking to sing. However, there is the fan of me knowing that you almost need him to sing. So if he sings, it's got to be quick. We're not going to do the full length my way like he did at his retirement. Like, (laughs) Robbie, you get a verse. Give us the best you got for four bars, and then you're eating the salsa, and you're back to banishment. I think that's the play. 
What do you think? I think you have to let him sing because that's what he's, his signature is. And he's, but we banned him and his signature. But he's he's coming back. He's coming back on the show to eat tortilla. He's not allowed to talk. All right. I mean, fine, but it, it ain't stretches. It ain't gonna be a whole show. <laughs> no, no, it can't be a retirement is, ceremony. We got three minutes. The salsa takes one minute. You got two minutes there to get whatever you need to get out there, whether it's Sinatra, whether it's, uh, who was the other guy? Josh Groban, Josh Broyle. I don't know what he was singing there. <laughs> Pick your best stuff, Robbie. Give us what you got, and then get the heck back out of here. That's what I say. And he better not be late either. That'll be right on cue. <laughs> what are you looking forward to eating in the Twin Cities? You know, I don't know. I'm not overthinking this. Okay. I- I'm going to go there and wherever my heart decides. We've done the Juicy Lucy before, and yeah, I thought about that. I said... He- it's a burger with cheese in it. And I know offense to people in Minneapolis. It was good. It was tasty. Matt made a good burger. But, like, do I need to have a Juicy Lucy in these next two days? No. So, I, honestly, I don't know. I'm sure I'm going to have some fun with food and uh, be there as it may. I mean, I'm going to eat something. Okay. I'm going to research maybe some other signature places that we can go eat in Minnesota. That's totally fine. Yeah, we'll have a couple lunches, a couple dinners. Let's figure something out. So, I, you know me. I'll put something in my mouth. <laughs> All right. We'll leave it there. That's side A. Raz will put something in his mouth. <laughs> Here's side B. Welcome to Play It, a new podcast network featuring radio and TV personalities talking business, sports, tech, entertainment, and more. Play it at play.it. All right. Welcome to Side B of the PGP. This is Mraz, the executive producer of the DA Show and the host of Side B on the PGP, joined by uh, my compadre, my what I thought was a friend, and a guy who's got to be a little depressed as much as I am, Andrew Bogus today. Andrew, good morning. Uh, you sound less depressed than me, all giddy and excited to welcome folks to the PGP. We've got a death in the family, and you're raring to go. Well, look, the audience here of the PGP expects better. They expect professionalism, and that's exactly what I like to bring to the table every single day when I arrive on this job. And we'll get to the AF in, in just a second. How that's not the lead, I don't know, but... I do have to call question how Tuesday's show ended mm. with you uh, berating me, yes, calling me horrible names, and really feeling like you're at your wit's end with me. And I don't know if this was the pressure of the AAF collapse beneath us, but all over the saltwater bodies, I mean, can you relax? No, I can't. Um, I, I will apologize. I, I didn't call you names. I said at one point off the air that you were the dumbest person I know. I apologize for that. Yeah, see, what to me, said to me, yesterday was one of the dumbest things I've ever heard. Well, hold on. But see, here was my problem. What we say is on the on the air is for everybody. We have a good time. I don't mind the name calling on the air. It's all in good fun. We're laughing. We're having a good time. Maybe I could be wrong. Maybe I am right when it comes to certain things. And maybe I do like to make you guys think a little deeper. And that's really what I try to bring to the table here. But when you come off the air and don't say... Don't make me mad again. When you come off the air and say hurtful things that the audience isn't aware of, then it becomes personal. And to me... I felt as if this is why when I called you out about your career, it wasn't the worst thing in the world because they did it on the air. For you to say these things off the air, I think is far worse than anything I've ever said to you. Well, I will. I will I'm planning. I'm assuming this will come up again on 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 the Wednesday edition of the DA show. Sure. We, this is we're talking before that show happens. Uh, I am going to take the opportunity to apologize to you. If you want, I will stand in the newsroom and apologize to you as well because those for, folks heard me yelling because the door was open. Oh, everybody heard you room. But I mean, boss even came out to me and asked if I was okay. No, he didn't. He did. Did he really? No. No. Okay. <laughs> Which boss? You mean Pete? <laughs> do we even have one? Oh, we, no, we do. We do have bosses. 
But, I mean, here's the thing, Sean. You were horribly, horribly wrong yesterday with no awareness and accountability for your previous horrible missteps when it comes to facts and who speaks what language in certain places. And then I I listened to it again last night to let my wife hear it, and I kind of got re-angry again because part of your response to me was like, well, where does salt go? As if that's somehow, because I can't tell you this, how scientifically the salt doesn't end up in the rivers means that it's what what is actually reality isn't reality. And the reality is that there's fresh water and there's salt water. They're two different things. And you were just flat out completely 100% wrong on a thing that there's no two answers on. Okay. So now I got a good follow-up for you. Please. Because this became a wild controversy in my family on Tuesday. Of course it did. My cousin is a brainiac engineer graduated Duke. Okay. Got to him last night. Mm-hmm. He said, technically speaking... Mm-hmm. I am correct. Okay. And it's all he'll say. He said, yes, it's fresh water. He said, but it, because of certain runoffs, you'll get the fresh water in the Colorado Springs and stuff that comes from the mountains. Mm-hmm. He said, but the Great Lakes, yeah, there is salt in it. Now, if you did like a salt well, testing. Of course there's salt in it. He go, It will not obviously be nearly as high as an ocean. See, this is the problem. But there's no complete fresh water bodies. This is the problem with your family. That I, and I'm just meeting this person right now. Well, by the way. There is no defending you on this. Well, te- there's te- not. But technically, no, technically, I was right. Not. No, you're not, there you Sean. Go again. Here's why you're wrong. Because animals can only live in certain salt water and others can only live in fresh water. And they can't mingle because they can't survive in, in, the, in the different... The higher toxicities of salt. It, but still, sure, of course there's salt. There's a million things but in there. But point. there's salt water and there's lake and there's fresh water. They are different. I understand they're different. My no, point, your point was not that either. So don't yes, rewrite history. Your yes, point was, was that water is water and that the oceans lead into the rivers and the that rivers was, lead into I, the oceans and everything is connected. And that's all utter nonsense. And here's your family again going, Sean, you lo-, instead of saying, Sean, you lost this one. Like, take the loss, apologize. Well, or, most know. of my family said I lost is when they went to the smartest one in the family to explain but, what but, technically And, and then right. he's like, oh, you're not technically wrong. Well, you know, you're wrong. You're wrong. Because <laughs> if I took a shark out of the ocean and dropped him in the Great Lakes, the shark would die. First because of all, you would die water. because it would bite you before you dropped it in there. Sure. All right? Maybe I didn't convey my point properly. No, and you're, if re- I you're making a new point to then, try and fit into what your cousin, <laughs> the one little reprieve your cousin gave you. Then that's on me if I didn't convey it properly. Now. We'll get to the biggest problem here. That's the DAF folded up shop here, Bo. I'm all mad. I'm all angry again. <laughs> Relax, because we had something special here through eight weeks, and I guess we got to figure out a way to simulate this thing through. But I mean, this was supposed to lead to big stardom for us. I mean, we thought by year two we'd be the host of a pregame show. Yeah, I mean, I Freeland out us in. Did, I, I, you you did a guest spot. I didn't get a call from anybody going, "Hey, do you want to come on our show, our podcast, our TV station, and discuss what's going on?" Sure. With the AF, you know, if the NFL was folding, Chris Berman would be making the rounds, talking about you know, how could this happen? I can't believe Tom Dundon would do this to Roger Goodell. Where's Robert Kraft? Did anybody call me or DA to come on and talk about the AF crumbling? No, and, and we were the only people covering it. We're the only ones that know it. Yeah, I, I mean, people know because there were there were some TV ratings, but I find this whole thing to be, frankly, I know the, the big Wednesday show is going to be on a gross. It's absolutely gross that we're not going to finish out the season. You want to tell me after the season went that the investor got in and said, you know what, I'm going to get out before I'm losing too much money. 
How could you not play out the last two weeks of the regular season, one week of playoffs in a championship game? How could you not? Uh, I mean, the only saving grace to this is I love drama. I love gossip. I love dastardly deeds, backstabbing, two, like I just, it's like a soap opera. This might, well, this might as well have been 90210 where Melrose plays. Sure. So I'm all in on all of the possible reasons why Mr. Dundon might have done this. Stealing a gambling app or oh, all these different things. All, let's go. Give it. Give that all. That's the only thing that can somehow ease my pain in all of this is that there's something other than just economics involved in this. I slept on this and I have a very strong theory I will bring to the table on Wednesday's show. So okay. you may have already heard. Good if tease. you're listening to this PGP, you may have already heard that on Wednesday's show, but maybe you're listening to this before Wednesday's show, in which case you'll hear it then. Mm. So I don't want to give that away in the PGP. Now, so, I mean, but a bottom line is, we have, do you agree that we have to go on with AAF primetime and simulate the season? Do we owe that to the fans, or is that ridiculous? Um, I mean, it's it's a good thought. I really don't know how we would simulate all, like, we have 12 highlights yeah. per show. I don't know how we would, how we would have 12 highlights. I, to be honest, you can do that, and I'll read a script. Well, I'm that- way too lazy to be making up Legends and Apollo's highlights. But I figured I was doing that part anyway. Then if you and Jacob want to do that, then go ahead and you just tell me what happened. All right, if you guys, the listeners, really love the Lions primetime and want to see how the season actually finishes out with, you know, of course, who else would you rather trust with the Lions right. than DA, myself, and Andrew Bogus? And our computer systems. You can tweet at me at CBS and tweet at Andrew Bogus at Andrew Bogus. One more thing before I let you go. Yeah. Speaking of Boss Pete, mm. I have officially, he's going to kill me because he, he's told me, don't mention any scheduling thing on the podcast. Enough, I'm telling no, you. Right? I got one too. Go ahead. You got one of those? I but think so. I'm going to bring this to the table. I had my first run-in with him argument over scheduling. Over taking a day off? Kind of. Okay. So I, when I, when the Yankees play a day game, mm-hmm. I don't have to work the afternoon as part of my deal with a show I produce locally on the right. Yankees radio network. The show would not be on, the Yankee game would be on. On Memorial Day, the Yankees are playing a day game, so I won't have the afternoon. DA, I'm assuming, is going to be off. And I have found Memorial Day the last couple of years to be not quite hot enough to really enjoy Agreed. the pool or the beach or anything like that. I, it, You know, it's kind of become a tease. I, just need the day off, though. Right. Forget the meaning behind Memorial Day. As far as the stuff you would do on Memorial Day weekend, I find it to be in the Northeast a bit of a tease where it's not quite hot, hot enough to do what I want to do with a day off. Knowing I could get the half day anyway. My plan was to work a simple 8 a.m. till noon, and that's all I'd be required to do by the company. So Pete, on a witch hunt to get Memorial Day days off, asked me, are you going to work Memorial Day or not? Right. I said, you know what, Pete? I was thinking about it because I get out at noon anyway. If DA's out, I don't have to necessarily get here early, early. I'll work my DA show shift, get here an hour before the show, do an 8 a.m. to noon, which is all I'm asked to do by the company. He goes, well, it's not going to work like that because I'm going to go weekend schedule. So if you want to work, you're going to be double producing. And you'd have to get here by 5.30 to do the morning show and the midday show. He goes, because that's how we do it on the weekends. I go, excuse me? He goes, I'm just telling you, you're working 5.30 to noon. I go, so hold on here. You're going to force me now to take a day off I don't want and change my shift, the shift that I work every Monday, to make it easier for you. So now I'd have to wake up at 4 in the morning after Memorial Day Sunday night to take care of you. So you're forcing me to take a day off. We got a whole blow-up about it. In the end, now I am taking a day off for what would have been a four-hour shift, Bogus, and burning a day because Pete is on a power trip because he needs to change the way a Monday schedule looks to make it look like a Sunday or a Saturday. All I'm going to say is that is something that I would have gone over Pete's head with if I was you. Maybe. 
That's Mate, all I'm going to say. I just like he got so upset with me that I was insulting him because I wanted to work what I wanted to work. Pete, you can't just change my shift right. when I decide. That would be like me saying I'm not going to use a day off and then him, him just handing me that without us discussing. I'd be like, Pete, what the heck are you talking about? I'm right. not getting here at this time right. to do now double the work on yeah. a holiday. What are you no, talking no, no. about? No, no, no. This guy, get him out. Get him out. That's a monster. They've created a monster. Get him out. Luckily, I did a good job looking at my days and said, what the heck am I showing up here for anyway because I have the days to use. Right. But nonetheless. All right. Well, that's going to do it for PGP. Give oh. my best to your cousin. Yeah. All right. Take care. That's Andrew Bogus. You can follow him on Twitter at Andrew Bogus with a C. And follow me on Twitter at MorazCBS. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary.